Hey girl, and welcome to the She Calls Her Shots podcast, where we're all about making a bigger impact while learning how to live bolder, brighter, and happier lives. My name is Krista, and I'm a photographer, coach, and an entrepreneur, and I am so excited to dig in, do the work, and tackle our biggest goals together. In this community, we are committed to taking massive action in our lives and in our business, while also learning to celebrate progress over perfection. And in this podcast, we focus on the real talk. In every episode, we'll deep dive into honest and open conversations about life, business, relationships, and inner growth. And we'll share insight and tips on how to play a bigger game and ultimately live a life that we truly love. So girlfriend, let's make some moves and start calling our own shots. Hey girl, and welcome to this episode. I am really pumped about this interview um, that I'm doing with Stephanie today because Stephanie is a certified mindset coach and she uses the Enneagram as a tool to help young adults live in their strengths and uncover their purpose. And if you're unfamiliar with the Enneagram, that's totally okay. We kind of go through a deep dive into what is the Enneagram, how does it you know, differ from other personality tests, and we kind of talk about the, the basics and the run of what it is. And if you are into the Enneagram, we also kind of dive into how you can use your Enneagram number to your own strengths within your business, within your life, and how knowing your Enneagram type and your personality can really help you just fast track your personal development growth. It really is such an incredible tool that I think every woman entrepreneur needs to be utilizing. So if you're not familiar with the Enneagram, definitely tune in. Um, we, I'm also going to link in the show notes a way to take your um, a free Enneagram personality test. So there will be a link there if it's something that you have not done before. But I'm so excited for you to, um, to dive into this episode. Stephanie is really passionate about helping others grow into the best version of themselves. So very similar to me, she speaks to a very similar type of audience. Um, you know, and similarly, we both believe that really knowing who you are is the key and kind of the starting point to your own personal development journey and growth. So um, also in the show notes, I wanted to just note that um, she is the the host of a podcast. She's a fellow podcaster, um, and her podcast is uh, called My Enneagram Life. And she also has a 15-day Enneagram workbook that I'm going to link to in the show notes. So if you are interested in diving in to your Enneagram type and learning more, that's definitely something that you will want to check out. So with all of that, let's go ahead and dive right in. Stephanie, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks so much. I am so excited to be here, Krista. It's going to be awesome talking about the Enneagram and being with your people. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm so low-key obsessed with the Enneagram, and we talked about that, and I've talked about it on my Instagram, and I've talked about it on the podcast, so I'm excited to talk to someone who knows more about it. All I know is like detail about my Enneagram 9 self, but I'm excited to learn more about just like what it is, the different types, and how my listeners can really start to use it in to incorporate into their lives. Yes, it. I think everyone that first learns about it, they become obsessed with it. Well, at least I did. I literally fell in love with it. And now I created a business out of it, helping people understand themselves, helping them grow in their business and everything. So 
you're not crazy for being obsessed with it. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, good. Well, and with that, I would love to, you know, just kind of deep dive because I've watched, we talked about this before, but I've kind of watched your journey and how you've kind of grown into the Enneagram. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your story, how you got into it and just kind of all the details of why you love it so much. Yeah. Um, I actually got into the Enneagram or I th- learned about it probably three years ago and really fell in love with it. At first it was like, oh my goodness, this is such a fun little personality test. (laughs) And then I started to use it as a tool to really understand who I am. And it was helping me understand the people in my life I was in relationships with. And um, it just really helped put things into words that I didn't know how to explain. So over the past three years, I've just really been diving deep into what the Enneagram is, which I'll tell you, if you haven't heard about what the Enneagram is, I'll tell you what that is in a second. Um, but when I first learned about it, the thing that's really cool about the Enneagram is that it tells you the good things about yourself. And then it also tells you the bad things about yourself. And I use it as a way to grow and as a tool to become the best version of yourself. But when I first learned about the Enneagram, I looked at the bad things and I was like, oh my gosh, that's really not that bad, (laughs) which is really horrible of me to say. (laughs) Uh, But coming from a three, I'm an Enneagram three, um, it's pretty kind of sometimes typical. Um, But I just fell in love with it because of the information that I could use to grow in my life. Um, And I saw that there was kind of a need in the space that I was in. Like nobody was really talking to young adults who didn't feel like their life was where it was supposed to be. So I wanted to step into that space and give them the tools to find their strengths, to understand that they're here for a purpose and kind of help them figure out that purpose in life. So that's kind of how the Enneagram came into my life. And I have just really fell in love with it because of the almost verbiage that it gives me to explain who I am and why I do what I do. So yes. Oh my gosh. That that was a very similar situation for me when I, because I, you know, I think like most people when you hear about the Enneagram, you think like, oh, it's like a personality thing. And so Mm -hmm. I actually was, I don't want to say that I was forced to take it, but the job that I was working at, it was like a team thing. And it was like, oh, we're going to all do this activity. And I was like, okay, cool. But I've also always been obsessed with personal growth. So there was a part of me that was like, oh, interesting, you know, but I had no idea. I mean, it printed out like 30 pages of like my results. And I was like, oh, wow, this is a lot. And I read through it. And similar to what you said, it points out the things that you struggle with and the things you have a hard time with. And it was so interesting because I had never been able to put my finger on any of these things, but reading them, I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. I'm like getting goosebumps because I just remember feeling like it just gave me so much clarity for things that I just didn't really understand before. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I absolutely relate to that. And I know for anyone listening, you know, they might have heard of the Enneagram, they probably, you know, maybe they haven't taken the test before. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you just kind of give a brief overview of like how it's different from other personality tests and um, kind of what sets it apart? I know we, you know, we mentioned that it talks about your strengths and your weaknesses and, you know, good and bad, but um, you know, kind of how does it differentiate from the other like strengths and personality tests? Yeah. So the Enneagram is actually a, like a personality test, but instead of just telling you your characteristics or what you're doing, it dives deeper into why you do what you do. So for each type, they have a core motivation, 
core desire, and then a core fear. So around those core fears and core desires is the reason why you do every single thing in your life. And that is, it it helps us grow because based off of your core fear and your core desire, I mean, it explains, oh, why you're doing something. And so that's really what it sets, sets it differently than other personality tests, because it talks about why you do what you do instead of just your characteristics. So like the other tests might say like, oh, well, you do this. And you're like, well, I know I do that, but how do I change that? And the Enneagram almost gives you the roadmap and how to grow. And it tells you, like we said before, the things that aren't so good about yourself. And sometimes we're unaware of those things. So for it to just have those things in writing, it brings that awareness to yourself and um, you can grow from it because, you know, the first step of self-awareness is or um, self-development is self-awareness. So being able to recognize those things. So that's pretty much what sets it apart. Um, Within the Enneagram, it has nine different types. And the Enneagram is based off of ancient tradition. So this is like a very old test. Back in the 60s is when it really was put together in a succinct way into a test. But it's all based off of like ancient wisdom traditions. So this is not new stuff. They figured out over centuries that there are nine different people, essentially. Um, So it's helpful because, you know, one, you don't feel alone in life because you're like, okay, I thought I was the only one that thought that. (laughs) And then two, yeah, it helps you grow because, you know, it kind of puts things into words. But that's a little bit about the history of the Enneagram. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And I'd love, you know, for anyone who has, I, well, I, I mentioned this in our, you know, call when we scheduled before this is that like, I'm so obsessed. Anytime I hear someone talk about my Enneagram 9, I'm just like, ooh, like I, I just get so excited. So for either anyone who's not taken the Enneagram test, if we can go over kind of each type and um, each number and kind of some, you know, high level qualities. Um, and for anyone who has taken it, I'm sure, it'll, you know, you get to hear a little bit more about of like, yep, that's me. That's exactly who I am. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey friend, I want to make sure you know about my upcoming free workshop, Seasons of Growth. This workshop is going to be super valuable to photographers that want to learn how to maintain a thriving photography business in the midst of the slower seasons. I know how frustrating it can feel when inquiries aren't coming in, especially when you see other photographers booking out their sessions consistently. This workshop is going to be classroom style and super interactive, meaning that you're going to get real-time coaching from me on how you can create more momentum and visibility inside your business, meaning more inquiries coming in and more booked clients. These are the same strategies that I've used to help my one-to-one clients book more sessions, and I'm bringing them all to you during the workshop. You can learn more and save your spot by visiting heychristamarie.com forward slash workshop. I can't wait to see you there. So we'll kind of go over each of the types. Um, Something I want to mention before we even go into that is the Enneagram is a really fun tool, but at the same, same time, we don't want to use it to stereotype people. 
it's really fun to like say, oh my goodness, you're one. But at the same time, we don't want to be like, oh, well, they're one and they do this, this, and this. This is why they do this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's a fun thing, but also keep in mind, don't use it to stereotype people. Just a little disclaimer before. (laughs) Totally. But I do want you to be listening to each one of these types and thinking about the people in your life that could be these types. Because we'll kind of go over like how you can interact with them, um, whether it's in business or relationships. Um, the Enneagram's a, just a great tool overall and how to like interact with people because of their core desire. So we'll start with um, the Enneagram one and they are called the reformer and they are very purposeful. They're self-controlled. They are principled. They are idealistic. These are your people that like to have things very organized or perfect. Um, Sometimes they can be called perfectionists, um, but they're very, they have very high moral standards and they're just hoping that other people in their life will also live up to those high moral standards. They are morally heroic. And one of their core desires in life is to really make a change in the world. And their core motivation in life is to be good and to have integrity and to be balanced. And everything that they're doing in their life is revolving around that core motivation to make things balanced, to have things set in their place and to not have problems and to be good. And their core fear in life is to be corrupt or evil or defective. So like I said before, everything that in their life is going to be revolved around the core fear and their core motivation. So that's a lot of times um, the people that are reformers could be um, teachers because they kind of have control over that uh, environment. um, And, you know, they they just want to have everything in their place. As a type two, they are called the helper. And these are your people that will bring a casserole to your house when you're sick. (laughs) They are encouraging. They have a servant's heart. Um, They're very generous and caring and appreciative. Um, The reason why they are all of these, you know, so focused on other people is because their core desire in life is to be loved. And sometimes they think if they're unhealthy. They think that by giving so much of themselves, they're going to earn people's love. So that will kind of be their motivation in life. You know, their their basic fear is to be unwanted or unworthy of love. So they'll do everything they can to earn the love of others. So that's Mm -hmm. something to be aware of as a two that you can know that I'm still loved and I'm cared for even when I'm not serving. So that's somewhere you can kind of grow. Um, Yep. The people that are going to be twos, they're going to be teachers. They're going to be nurses, caretakers, anything where they are giving of themselves to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, As a type three, I'm a type three (laughs) and we're called the achievers and they are very goal-based goal oriented. They're adaptable. Um, they can be, they're, they're very good at leading others. They are excelling, um, a few characteristics that they pride themselves in is that they're driven and focused. Um, but their core 
desire in life is to feel valuable and worthwhile. And that's the reason why they are so focused on achieving and so focused on success, because sometimes they feel like if they are not successful, if they don't look a certain way, then they're not going to be worthwhile. And their basic fear is being worthless. So that kind of sums up why they're doing what they're doing. And the type threes, a lot of them are entrepreneurs or leaders, um, business owners, um, anyone who wants to kind of excel in their life. And the type four is called the individualist. And they are very creative. They're expressive. They're um, very self-aware and introspective. Um, at the same time, they're very compassionate and um, romantic. They kind of dream up, you know, fantasies in their mind of what they would love to portray in the world. Um, their basic desire in life is to find their significance. And that's why they're so introspective because they're looking for who they are. They want to be significant, but at the same time, they almost feel like they aren't. So their basic fear is to have no personal significance or no identity. Um, and that is why they're, you know, so expressive in who they are authentically. And they turn to art and music um, to express who they are to find significance. A lot of times type fours are your um, musicians or artists, anybody that's going to really express emotion through beauty. And that's something that fours are really good at is finding beauty in everything. They're going to look for, you know, the beauty out of ashes is something that we say. So that's the type four. The type five is called the investigator and they are very analytical. They're innovative. They're insightful. They are excited by knowledge. They just love learning. It could be about, you know, space. It could be about numbers. It could be about anything that catches their eye. And they're very independent. And at the same time, they're visionaries. So these are your like Bill Gates or Elon Musk who make things that are so complex that I would never understand how to do. Um, they're very curious and they just want to know as much information as they can about the things that they want to know about. So um, their basic desire in life is to be capable and competent. They want to, um, you know, come into a situation knowing exactly what is going to be talked about. They, they want to be capable with the knowledge that they have. And that's why they are, you know, so focused on obtaining knowledge because they want to be seen as capable when they come into a situation. Um, and their basic fear is to be helpless, useless, and incapable. Mm -hmm. So it explains why they're looking for so much knowledge because they don't want to seem incapable. And the Enneagram six is called the loyalist and they are hardworking. They're responsible. They're very engaging. Um, these people are people oriented along with the two. They're very trustworthy and loyal, um, like their name, the loyalist. Um, at the same time, it can be sometimes hard for the six to for other people in the sixes lives to be able to gain their trust as a six. Um, but once those friends of a six have their trust, then they are going to be loyal 
forever. Um, so they're very loyal. They're committed. Um, and these are your people that like stability. They like to have security. That's their basic desire. Um, <clears throat> so when they are finding jobs or living their life, the whole reason why they're doing everything is to be secure. So a lot of them will have jobs that are, you'll know exactly what's expected of you. You know exactly when to show up. Um, a lot of them will be in government jobs because of the security of it or um, police officers in the military, things like that, where there's almost a higher power that's telling them what to do because they find security in that. Mm -hmm. um, and their basic fear is being without support or guidance. Um, so that's why they're doing everything that they're doing. And the Enneagram 7 is called the enthusiast and they are super fun. They're spontaneous. They're versatile. Um, they love adventure and they're always looking for the next best thing. Um, they're very joyous and um, resilient. Um, their basic desire in life is to be satisfied and content and really to have their needs met. And that is why they're chasing after so many things because their basic fear is to be deprived or in pain. So they're going to plan the trip on a whim, or they're going to go camping, or they're going to jump into this new business because they're feeling like they, they don't want to be deprived or they don't want to, you know, have somebody telling them what to do almost. Mm -hmm. um, their basic desire is to be satisfied. And a lot of people kind of mistype themselves as sevens if they're adventurous or mm -hmm. like doing all the things. Um, but I'll, I'll talk to you about mistyping yourself, um, a little bit later. Um, but the Enneagram seven or the Enneagram eight is the challenger. And I think a lot of times the eight gets a bad rap <laughs> because, um, they're just bold and they're decisive and self-confident, but a lot of great things come from the eight. Um, they're provider, they're a provider. Um, they're courageous. One thing that Enneagram eights love and desire is to have justice. So a lot of times these people are fighting for the underdogs. Um, they might be doing it in a powerful way, but the challenger is going to, you know, pave a path for others to follow them. Um, their basic desire is to protect themselves and to be in control of their life. So you sometimes might be offended by an eight because of their, you know, wanting to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, they're very, they do have a soft side. Um, and their basic fear in life is to be harmed or be controlled by others. Um, a lot of times eights are also entrepreneurs or business owners because they have control over what's going to happen in their business or what's going to happen in their life. Um, and, you know, they're able to make the decisions for themselves. I did want to ask you, Krista, what wing are you? I meant to look that up. I might try and pull that up if I can. Um, when you're talking about the nines, cause I, uh, I can't remember. The only thing I can remember is that I was like 
because they give you percentages. I was mm-hmm. like mostly a nine and then very close behind. I was also a two. So I was like somewhere kind of like between the two, but, but I'll yeah. try and see if I can pull that up. Cause I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> Did the one or the eight sound more like you? Probably the one. Um, okay. I, uh, yeah, probably the one, but I, I'll, I'll see if I can, um, if I can pull it up and then if I can, after you're done talking about the nine, then I can, yeah. I can talk about, yeah. Who you are. I love it. Okay. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so the nine is up and they are called the peacemaker and they are your listeners. They're easygoing. They're genuine. Um, they're good natured. They're supportive and patient. If you ever need someone to like, just vent to go to a nine because they're just going to listen. And they're so supportive of everything that you do. They're very people oriented. Um, and they, it's kind of very similar to the two and, um, they'll pretty much do anything for anybody. They just love people and love serving. Um, but they do it for a different reason than a two. A two is serving because they want to feel loved. A nine is serving because they want to have peace. So their inner, their basic desire in life is to have inner stability and have peace of mind. They're going to stray from conflict. They don't really like conflict. And their basic fear in life is to have loss or separation. So the reason why they're so people oriented, listening to people, supportive is because they don't want to have the separation um, from that person and they want to just keep the peace. But these are awesome people to have in your corner because, you know, they're going to support you. And at the same time, when you're talking to uh, a nine, be aware that, you know, conflict is not something that they love. Um, so that is a pretty brief, quick overview of each of the nine Enneagram types. Um, if you're looking at this symbol, if you've never seen it before, it's a, a circle with a nine at the top and then the one through eight following clockwise. Um, and then there's a bunch of lines in between it and the lines will help you understand um, more characteristics about yourself. So there's nine types. But when you talk about the wings and then you talk about subtypes, tri-types, all these different things, everyone is different. And we can't just put people in a box when we're talking about it. But it does, at the same time, help you kind of explain a little bit about um, why you're doing what you're doing. But knowing your core fear and your core desire will definitely explain, you know, why, why you do what you do. Yeah. And I, unfortunately I can't find it. I think I was a wing one, but I, as you were talking about it, I wanted to kind of point out a few things. One, I'm glad you're going to talk about mistyping because even as you're listening to it, I'm like, oh yeah. Like, I think we can all see ourselves in so many of these things. And on certain days I can feel like a three or like a seven, but then on other days, like I, I don't feel that way. And so I think it's so important because when you just hear the overview of it, it's so easy to find yourself in different types. Um, but again, the thing that really, um, I guess impressed me or that really kind of took me back with the Enneagram was that when I read over my type, you could feel like you can feel it in your core, like this is mm-hmm. who I am. And you mentioned about the nine, um, we crave like structure and stability. And it was funny because when I, um, you know, I, I'd been building a business for like 10 years. And so I felt like I, 
it was overdue to like go full time. Like I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm ready for this. And then I left it. Oh my gosh. And everybody talks about how it's like one of the scariest things you're like on your own, you're, you know, all this stuff. But I really struggled and I couldn't figure out why. And then I like looked deeper into my Enneagram and I watched a video of someone talking about like, we want to be in a structure, almost like a school or a, like Mm -hmm. we want framework. And I literally watched that and was like, this makes so much sense. And that's why I struggled because I didn't have someone giving me that framework. And I realized I had to provide that for myself, like not just as a nice to have, but like, if I'm going to do this, like I have to have this structure. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's so important. And you know, the wings, I think I was so blown away by my, just even the nine, I haven't even branched into like the wing part of it yet. Like I'm still just so like, this so clearly identified me as uh, who I am as a person. Yes. Um, but yeah, but that's just like some of the thing when you were talking, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, all of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you think having that structure has helped you in your business? I do think it has. I think that also, you know, it's funny because the nine isn't typically like we like, we like to be, um, I I label myself as a nine because that's mostly who I am. But then I also kind of a lot of the two, like it was very close behind. So it's Mm -hmm. funny because these types of personalities aren't typically the people who were not the like constantly achievement based. And so it's interesting as an entrepreneur because I find myself struggling. And I've talked about this actually in a recent podcast episode where for a long time I was like chasing success or like money and like all of these things that other entrepreneurs were chasing because I felt like that was the thing that I should be chasing, but it didn't align with like who I was. Like not Mm -hmm. that I don't want success. Everybody wants success. But um but I say that in the sense of like when it comes to like the structure, it's like finding that balance between like having structure enough to make sure that, um, in the beginning, I thought it was like structure so that I can succeed, like structure and framework mm-hmm. so that I know exactly what I'm doing so that I can grow fast so that I can make money fast, all this stuff. And now I'm realizing it's not so much that type of structure. It's structure to like, just keep my whole self. Well, like I need to yeah. have structure and balance so that I like know when I'm working, I know when I'm not working and I can mm-hmm. like separate those things. So, mm-hmm. um, it has, but like I said, I would never be able, if I didn't know any of this about myself, I wouldn't be able to put my finger on these things. Like it's so yeah. much harder when you, if you feel like you're like feeling around in the dark and you're like, I don't know what I'm looking for. And so just knowing this about myself has just helped me create things in my life and just be more aware of like mm-hmm. what I should be doing versus what I maybe shouldn't be doing doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I've said this before, but like the Enneagram is perfect because it does put words, like it puts it in words that you wouldn't yourself be able to explain. Mm -hmm. So like, like you watched that video, you're like, oh my gosh, yes, that's so me. (laughs) For me as a three, I, so the three is in the heart triad and there's three triads. So you break them into three different types in three triads, the heart, the gut, and the head. So as a three, we're in the middle of the heart triad. So the heart triad bases all of their life decisions and makes their way through life based off of their emotions. Mm -hmm. So as a three, I'm in the middle of that, but the three is so disconnected from their emotions. Um, They have no idea what they are. They don't know how to explain them. And they just suppress them so they can get their work done because they feel that getting their work done is more important than having that connection and things like that. Um, 
So when I read that, I was like, oh my goodness. Yep. That's me. <laughs> and I would not have known that about myself if it were not for the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of opened my eyes to things that I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I do that. Yeah. You know, but you did mention something about the wings. Um, so I'll just touch on that for a second. The wings are adjacent to you. So they have to be right next to your core number, just mm -hmm. so you know that. And mm -hmm. you're going to take from both of them at different times of your life. You might lean more to one type, but during different seasons, you might take from both. So I am a three wing two. Um, but in this season of my life, I found that I'm taking a lot more characteristics from a four. So at different times of your life, you're going to take from those. You're always going to be your core number and you can only be one core type. Mm -hmm. Um, but your wings will give you a little bit more characteristics and, um, you know, life toward your number. So that's, yeah. I'd love to you. hear more about the, you said the, was it the triad? Like the, what are the different, like, what are each of those kind of grouped in? Yeah. So the heart triad is the two, three, and four. The gut triad is the one, nine, and eight. And then the head triad is the seven, six, and five. And these will explain a little bit more of how you make your way through the world. Are you basing your decisions and everything off of your gut instinct in the gut triad? Um, do you have really good first instincts and you just make quick decisions or do you, you know, think about things a little bit more, use your, you know, head in the head triad with the seven, six, and five to make more of your decisions or in your heart triad, you're going to base everything off of your emotions. So it helps you understand um, why somebody's doing what they're doing because you're like, okay, yeah, well, she's in the heart triad. So she needs a little bit of time to like go through her emotions to make the, this decision. Um, but there's, there's just so much yeah. <laughs> um, about each type. Um, and there's even more like groupings. So there's future orientation, past orientation and present. So there's, there's just so much. I can't go over it all right uh, now. Yeah, but. no, I just, oh, I love that though. I didn't even know that. And it's, it does when, like when you, you were mentioning the three and I was like, oh, maybe I'm in the heart, but then you said gut. And I was like, well, no, cause I, especially lately. And this is actually something I wanted to ask is, um, cause what I found, I mean, you said that you can only ever be one type, but I do think, do you think it's beneficial for people to retake like either retake the Enneagram at different parts in their life? Or like, is that something that kind of shifts and changes? Like, is it normal for people to like change types throughout their life? Or is it usually like they just might, like you said, like kind of their wing might be dependent, depending on the mm -hmm. season? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. And that's probably one of the most common questions I get. Can your type change? Because when I was in my early 20s, I was this type and now I'm this type. It actually all the way from childhood, all the way through adulthood, you're going to be the same type. The thing that's going to be driving you is going to be your types, core desire and core fear. You mm -hmm. might look differently in different times of your life um, because you're taking on different characteristics from a different type or, you know, your health levels might be different, um, but you can never change. You're always going to be the same type. 
what could be happening if you think your type changed um, is you mistyped yourself to begin with. Um, and that's pretty common because when we do take a test, they say that tests are normally only 70% to 80% accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, so really ultimately you're the only person that can really determine what your type is. Um, but you could be mistyping yourself and a common mistype is a nine and a two. Like you're mm-hmm. saying, like they're so close. Mm-hmm. A test really isn't going to understand like who you are as a person. Only you will be able to do that because sometimes we take tests and we answer them based on our life circumstances Yeah, or we answer them. And- Yeah. Yeah. Or we answer them the way we think we should answer them. Mm -hmm. So if you're a mom, you're going to answer it differently than you were like as a single adult, you know, or even for somebody that grew up in a religious household and as, um, the right thing to do was to be so caring and giving somebody might answer that test as a two because they think they should. Mm -hmm. So keep in mind when you're taking this test, um, put away the shoulds and really focus on how you would answer it. Just yourself, take off your hats, take off, you know, the business owner hat, the mom hat, the wife, you know, whoever you are. So you can answer it fully yourself. I think that's so true. Cause I think that's one of the things I tried to do is that because like you said, you you kind of don't ever change. And even when I think back to myself in college, like I still had like the nines were like afraid to speak up. We're afraid of upsetting people. We're afraid of like all, like all of these things. And I'm like, I was still that exact same person like back in college. So I tried to answer it in the sense of like, how would I answer this now? And is it the same as how I would have answered it in college? Because mm-hmm. like, I kind of want to make sure those things are lined up because it's, that was a different time in my life, but I was still feeling the same So like making sure I wasn't being too like seasonal with like, well, I'm in a growth stage in my business. So like, I'm going to lean more towards taking risks and all this stuff. It's like, well, that's who I am this week, but it doesn't mean that that's who I am like as a person, as a whole. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. It is very interesting when your life circumstances change, we change. And that's a good thing about the Enneagram because it changes with you Mm -hmm. or it doesn't just put you in this box. So I could talk about the disintegration and integration lines. The Enneagram is going to describe what your type looks like in growth when you are growing, you know, whether it's in your business or your personal growth, and then it'll kind of explain what you look like when you're emotionally um, unhealthy. So it's a very helpful tool for like recognizing those things, but yeah, it's easy to mistype yourself because of that. And some of the types are very similar, but it does always come down, come down to your core motivation. What drives you? What are you like trying to get away from? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And like I said, I mean, when you get the printout of your results, I did the full test, like from the Enneagram, like Institute. Um, and it was like 30 pages. It was like an overwhelming amount, but honestly, it's something that I just held on to because I'm like, I can always come back to this and refer to it, which has always been so helpful. Um, Mm -hmm. so specifically for kind of like women entrepreneurs growing a business, like for a lot of my listeners, they may not have taken the Enneagram yet. I hope that everybody after this 
this podcast goes and takes it, even if it's just the free one, I think it's like so helpful. Um, but you know, as far as like kind of growing a business and you, you know, we've already talked about how it can help identify your strengths and your weaknesses. Um, do you have any kind of tips for how women entrepreneurs can really utilize this and maybe how you've even utilized it to help grow your, your business? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would focus on your strengths and your weaknesses. So when you are a business owner, um, you look at other people and if you're on Instagram, you're like, oh my gosh, well, she's doing this. I need to do this. And she's doing this and you do this, you know, but when we look at our core type and think, okay, what are the strengths of this type? And then we actually live in our strengths and work our business through our strengths. We're going to feel more confident because how do you feel when you're working on something in your life that you're really bad at? You don't feel great about yourself. Yeah. You know, I always bring it back to the example of like when you're in school and you're bad at math, they say, okay, stay after school and do all these math problems. And you're like walking away from that. Oh my gosh, I hate math. I'm so mm -hmm. bad at this. It's not fun. You don't feel good about yourself. So the Enneagram is a great way to show you what you're good at. So you can focus on those things. Mm -hmm. So for a three, you know, they're good at, you know, being adaptable or, you know, getting things done, being task oriented, uh, talking to people. I'm going to focus on those things rather than the bookkeeping. Mm -hmm. I am not a bookkeeper. I do not deal with numbers. If I focused on the bookkeeping in my business, I would feel so bad about myself. Mm -hmm. So I'd encourage you to look at the things in your Enneagram type to figure out what do you feel really confident doing? What brings you confidence and then do those things more. And the more that we can live our lives in our strengths, the more confidence we're going to have, the more fulfilled we're going to be, and the better we can help other people because your strengths are specifically your strengths. And nobody else has the exact knowledge that you have. Nobody else has the experience and the way of you know, giving your strengths. So use the Enneagram as a tool to better understand them and then grow in your strengths. And I'd say that's probably one of the biggest ways that I've used it. Um, and then we can kind of look at the opposite side of the spectrum and looking at the disintegration or what your Enneagram type looks like under stress. So for example, if a three is very stressed, they're going to go to nine and take on the unhealthy characteristics of a nine. Mm -hmm. And they're going to become really lethargic or not really want to do anything. They're going to become scattered, not really understand what to do. Um, and they'll just withdraw completely. I guess I shouldn't say completely, but they'll withdraw. Yeah. And um, being aware of your stressors, I think is such a great key as an entrepreneur, because, you know, our businesses and our lives are ever changing, you know, and we have new things coming at us. Kristen and I were talking before about Instagram changing. It's like, okay, so how are we going to, you know, deal with this new almost stressor in our life mm -hmm. and of, of change and being aware of what you do under stress is very helpful because as soon as you're aware of those things, you can look at that and say, Oh, I'm going into, I'm going into a disintegration state. And then you can have like almost a switch to get you out of that quicker because mm -hmm. it's totally normal to go on this cycle of, 
oh my gosh, I feel great. This is working. Oh no, it's not working. Oh, you know, as if we can speed up the process of going through this emotional cycle, you know, the better we become as entrepreneurs, the quicker and smoother we can move through challenges. So knowing your strengths and weaknesses really is some of the biggest key takeaways. Definitely. And I think you're talking to about like, you know, um, one of the best ways that we can do it is like, you know, especially with social media, I feel like, because one of the things that I have to catch myself and remember is that I am drawn, which I think a lot of like type nines or twos or, you know, we're a little bit more subdued and more quiet and kind of more focused on other people. I am drawn into three and sevens energy a lot of the time. Like I think a lot of people are, but when I see them on Instagram or on social media and it's like, you're just kind of attracted to that energy. And for a long time, I think I thought that I like needed to do that too. And even when I created this podcast, um, I had this idea of like my voice of who I was going to be and like how I was going to show up. And I had the thought that I had in my head was like this high energy, like just like, I mean, completely different from who I actually am. And like, I even tried to like be high energy, but it's still me. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's learning to accept that, like you said, Mm -hmm. like, because someone else's type, like it's not going to be aligned with who you are. And Mm -hmm. if you're putting that energy into trying to be a different type, like it's just not sustainable and you're going to get burnt out so much faster. And it's like, I wish that people like had their neogram. Like, I wish you could like go to people's like Instagram. It was like, you know, I'm a, four and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I wish that that was like a requirement. Cause I feel like it would just, <laughs> then you could like, know, like, yes. and not just, you know, cause then it's like, then, you know, like the, the same energy, like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like I love their energy, but like, you know, her and I are, are different and that's okay. But just like yeah. being aware of it. I just wish, I mean, I know that would never happen, but like, it would be so great. <laughs> right. You have to put that under your Instagram yeah. bio. <laughs> like I just, ha- I just have to know. Um, yeah. The other thing too, like you mentioned is like the kind of falling into the unhealthy these states because I think, you know, similar to when I talked about when I transitioned into going full time and I kind of not blamed, but I kind of chalked everything up to like, well, this is being a business owner. Being a business owner is hard. There's no structure. And it's mm-hmm. like, we kind of fall into these, which it is. I mean, don't get me wrong, but like, it's so easy to fall into these like kind of making excuses. Like, like you talked about like this unhealthy state, right? Like, oh, I just launched a thing. It flopped. It didn't work. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I guess I'm like a terrible business owner. Why am I even trying? Like, Mm -hmm. it's so easy to fall into those cycles and to kind of think like, well, this is being a business owner, but it's Mm -hmm. when you can identify, oh, no, this is where I'm going. And I know that at my healthiest, these are the things that I do. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, how do I start slowly you know, building back those things in? Because otherwise, it's just so easy to throw our hands up in the air and be like, well, like this one failed. Maybe I'm a terrible business owner. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's easy to definitely fall into that. Like I said before, because we see other people's highlight reels on Instagram and you're like, and you don't see their failures, right. you know, nobody's going to talk about, Oh, this failed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and especially like I see seven starting a new business and I'm like, they must never fail. Cause they're always starting new things. You know what I mean? Like, it's so easy yeah. to fall into that trap of like, Oh man. Yes. Yeah. So if you can kind of just keep your head down sometimes and focus on your own strengths, focus on um, serving others. And something that I found is that when you are going into that disintegration state, if we take the focus off of ourselves Mm -hmm. and just put it on the other people, like who can we serve? 
Mm-hmm. This week, you know, who who can we serve today? How are we serving them? Asking yourself these questions, it pulls you out of the disintegration state real quick because the lower into health levels we go, the more about our ego it becomes. So when we can pull ourselves out of our ego and put the focus on other people, it helps you, you know, stay in those healthier levels. And I would say it's it's a constant growth cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone's going to be at their healthiest all the time. I would say most people are actually at their average state of health for the majority of their life, sometimes mm-hmm. reaching, um, health and sometimes dipping into unhealthy levels. So for you to be able to recognize, oh, I'm going down into unhealthy levels. Oh, I'm reaching up to healthy levels, just knowing where you are and really being self-aware, being honest with yourself is a huge key about the Enneagram because you could easily say, oh, I'm totally fine. Like I did when I first learned about the Enneagram, (laughs) Um, but really being self-aware and being honest with yourself is will, or that will be a key to, you know, finding your strengths and growing in your business and in your personal life. Yeah, that's so important. And like you mentioned, I think it's just like having those results and having all of that handy all the time so that when you're going through seasons of life, you can't expect, you know, we talk about this all the time is like with each season of life, you kind of have to embrace where you are. Like you're going to have times where you just don't have the energy and you don't have the like mental capacity to take on new things. And like, that's okay. And knowing, but having the Enneagram will help you accept that and not fall into those like unhealthy levels because you've accepted the fact that this is the season of life I'm in. Like, how can I just kind of like keep going? So it's like so important to every season of life, kind of check yourself, like, where am I and how can I make sure that I'm kind of staying in like a healthy flow, Mm -hmm. regardless of whether it's a great season of life or whether it's like a less than stellar one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I say all the time. I'm like, you have to be, you know, super honest with yourself because if you're not, it could easily turn into like, oh, I'm going to be great all the time. Well, at yeah. least for a three, it could, <laughs> or <laughs> any number that's in the aggressive stance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, exactly uh, how you said. I, I wish like... you guys could see me nodding my head <laughs> saying this. <laughs> I wish, like, I mean, I could talk about the enneagram all day, but, um, but I think that was so helpful. Like, and I just, I am so excited for anyone. Like, I'm gonna link below too in the show notes. I'll link to like the enneagram test. There's also some free tests which you can probably kind of help point me in the right direction of um, some great ones for people to do. But I mean, honestly, it's just so worth it because it tells you. I, my eyes have never been opened so much about who I am as a person and just what I need as a person, and it's really helped me. Um, I have a life coach and one of the things that I've, I mean, we've dove into the Enneagram so much in our conversations and I feel like it's helped me as a woman entrepreneur. Um, I almost felt like my Enneagram was like a little, like the little Krista inside of me, like my inner voice that I had kind of ignored for a long time because I didn't really know she existed and what she needed. And like the Enneagram helped me see the things that she needed. And like, Mm -hmm. it helps me be an advocate for her about knowing that I'm not good at speaking up and telling my opinion. And it's like, wait, but like, she needs me to speak up and tell, like, it just has brought on like a whole nother level. So I think for any woman that's building a business, like this is just one of the best investments you can make because it's in yourself. It's truly like being an advocate for yourself. Yeah. Um, Oh, I love it. Um, okay. Is there any kind of small, like little, I mean, I feel like you've given us so many amazing things, but is there any kind of last little small nugget of advice that you'd love to just kind of let someone, um, you know, walk away with like after this podcast? 
Yeah, I would say um, as soon as you start really digging into yourself, um, like Krista just said, it's the best investment because it's in yourself. Um, the better your relationships will become, the better your business is going to become. Um, when we focus on ourselves at the same time, we want to focus on others. But when we grow in ourselves, um, then we can share our gifts with the world. And that's what everyone, you know, is wanting to do. So the more that we can understand ourselves, the better we become um, and the better our relationships become because the Enneagram, you know, will help you in communication. Um, but yeah, I feel like I covered a lot. Yeah, I hope this no. wasn't too much information. No, it was great. I hope that everybody <laughs> just like goes and takes the test. Um, well, let us know how can we find you? Are you on Instagram? Oh, I know you're on Instagram, Instagram, you know, social media website, like let us know like where all we can learn more. Yeah. So my Instagram is called my Enneagram life. And I have a podcast as well. Same thing, my Enneagram life. And in the podcast, we'll talk about um, all things specific to each number. So each each episode will cover more in depth of the seven or the two, you know, so we'll go over each number. If you figure out which number you are, it'll be helpful um, to learn more about yourself. Um, and then I have a workbook on Etsy. And will also help you understand more about your Enneagram type. Each one of these workbooks are designed specific, specifically for each Enneagram type. It'll talk about the growth, the stress, um, growth tips, and then it'll help you really implement healthy habits. So overall growth within the Enneagram and then personal growth. And then that is on um, Etsy also my Enneagram life. That's where you can find me everywhere. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> Consistency. So great. Yes. Uh, well, thank you so, so much. This was so amazing. And I just, you know, I always get so excited anytime we can learn more about the Enneagram and you just explain it so well. And I love, like, I love your vibe. Everything is just so good. Thank so thank you. you so much. It was so wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. I hope you guys took so much inform um, information away from this and I hope um, I hope I see you on Instagram. Come say yes. hi. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in and for committing to yourself along this journey. I'd love to hear your favorite takeaways from this episode today. Tag me on Instagram at she calls her shots and let's celebrate the fact that you showed up for yourself today. Or if you know someone that would benefit from listening in, feel free to share this episode with her in a DM. As always, I am so excited that we get to continue on this journey together. And until next time, I'll talk to you soon, girl.